You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Bellwether's podcast. This is Matthews and we are back with a new person this week. And today we have Kristen Grace Thomas. Uh, she's the founder of Grace Ventures. She is a leadership coach and she's a pretty amazing person. And I would love to have, we've been loving to have her on this podcast. And she has been recommended to, one of, to me by one of my friends, one of my good friends. And she's amazing. Kristen has a lot of stuff to tell you guys, a lot of insights to share you, a lot of, lot of experiences to share with you. So without further ado, Christine Grace, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So Christy, do you mind telling you about yourself in like a nutshell, it's like a quick way before we jump into the questions? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my name is Christine. I live in Dallas, Texas, um, best city in the world and uh, grew up here actually. And so kind of my history and background is I wanted to be a doctor and uh, went off to college to become a doctor. I mean, I'm Indian as you can tell. And so um, normally every Indian kid is given three options. You're a doctor, you can go and be a lawyer if you talk a lot, or an, an engineer. That's like kind of one of the three things. And so I chose doctor because I really just wanted to help people and serve people and really had a passion underneath all of that to tell people about Jesus and to bring the gospel around the world. And so um, from there, tried to pursue medicine, didn't work out, um, funny. And it was the Lord that led me to Bible college. And so never thought I would go to Bible college, but um, the Lord just really made that clear that that was my next step. So I went to Christ for the Nations Institute and my life was radically changed, just really understood my identity in the Lord and what he's called me to. And from there, went on to get my degree in psychology and got to travel around the world, got to do ministry and um, in different parts of the world, went to India many times, but on top of that, went to Africa and the Philippines and Czech Republic and um, and and. India was like two to three times a year, really. And so um, it's funny because I thought doctor was the only way to take me around the world, but really God just totally obliterated all of that and said, I'm your provider. I'm the one that's going to take you. And uh, and so that, that really set me up for where I am today. So after going to all of these countries and working with different ministries and churches and nonprofits and businesses, just really saw a need for um, for people to care for internal teams and people to help develop and grow their internal people. People. So, for example, when we look at churches, we're so focused on helping our congregation, but those that are working in church, our pastors, our um, our our leaders, our apostles, whoever they are, secretary, treasurer, no one's really caring for them, and so that was where my heart was, is like, who's caring for them or in ministry, we're so focused on our beneficiaries or who we're serving that we're not focused on the internal teams of who's making everything happen. And um, and then you look at businesses, we're focused on our product or service, but you're there's uh, now we're seeing more people focus on their internal teams, but it used to be that you weren't really focusing on what's happening internally in an organization. And so, yeah, that's what God really just uh, opened my eyes to is uh, bringing the gospel into organizations and really caring for people and coaching people, helping people develop and grow as they are serving others. And so 
Today, I work with a recruiting firm um, out in North Carolina. I'm leading a team there, which is awesome. And um, it's unlike any other recruiting firm I've been in, which is so funny. But uh, before that, worked in recruiting with the Silicon Valley startup, then went to this startup at this recruiting firm. It's different. Our mission is to redeem the people business. And so normally you don't hear the word redeem in, in a for-profit setting. Uh, and so it caught my attention and we really get to do that on a daily basis with our clients, our candidates. So we pray and coach for candidates. And so it's been phenomenal. Aside from that, um, in between the startup in the Bay Area and this job at this recruiting firm, um, I, I went to, I did a master's program. And after the master's program, it was really difficult for me to find a job in Dallas. And I thought, Lord, what are you doing? Like, I want to serve. I want, like, I have so much in me. And I felt like Lord was telling me to start a business. And so I started my own business, Grace Ventures Consulting, and um, just really helping people develop and grow. I do that through strategic planning and coaching, and it's been phenomenal. And it was those skills, it was that unique opportunity of having my own business, um, which landed me the job that I have today. So in a very millennial Gen Z fashion, <laughs> we a lot of us are doing like multiple things at the same time. And so I get to do multiple things and it's a lot of fun. And um, at the end of it, at the core of it, I just really love helping and serving people and seeing people be the best that they can be. Wow, that is just amazing, mind blowing. You know, you just like, you know, I think that was like a small history of Christine Grace Thomas and like two yeah. minutes. So. <laughs> I really tried to keep that short. <laughs> But that was amazing, you know, doing a lot of stuff, Silicon Valley, you know, Carolina, that's like yeah. East Coast and West Coast, and you said yeah. it's Central Time Zone. That's like <laughs> kind of I like know. ironic, I would say. It's very ironic. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was fun, you know, that's, that's a lot of stuff that you do. And I think that's going to be a great inspiration for people who are listening to this podcast, who want to yeah. try different stuff at the same time. And, you know, who are still like struggling to do that, who are stay, thinking whether to take the next step or not. You know, it's, it's more like a leap of faith, you know, it's like, you know, unless you take the leap of faith you can't do anything so you know, i think the people right. are still at the edge and you know that's where i mean that taking the leap of faith i think that's like the where the trust part lies and i think people who after right. listening to this podcast are definitely going to take that oh, a step of faith and that leap yes. so yeah i want to go with that yeah i want to go into the first question so you know as a leadership coach um what would you say is the best way to develop your leadership skills yeah that's a really great question um, I think it boils down to three things is taking up leadership opportunities, reflect and get a coach. And so what I mean by that, um, one of my favorite quotes, and I think this is a book, actually, it's called um, the, the way to say how is yes. And so oftentimes we say like, how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we start this business? How do we, how do we do X, Y, and Z? And we try to look for answers. Many of us will stay up all night and Google to try to find answers. But in reality, you just have to say yes and step out of the boat and walk. And unless you do that, you never really learn, you never really grow. And so um, what I mean by leadership opportunities is going into your community, um, starting a business, um, starting a nonprofit, um, starting conversations even is a way to a, a way to step into leadership. And really at the core of it, leadership by definition is 
leading people. And so find an opportunity where you can do that and you'll grow in so many different facets. And then reflection is something that I tell people to do constantly. You know, you can do all these things. You can take up all these opportunities and continue to um, continue to have all, a lot of opportunities given to you. But unless if you sit down and reflect on what's working, what's not working and what to continue to do, then um, then you're not really getting a full understanding of where you are and where you want to go. And so reflection, I know people say, sit down and journal. It is so hard for me to journal, <laughs> but, um, but it is so vital and so important. Or even talking through it with a friend, like, what are you learning? I think um, you know, uh, for example, like teachers, teachers are having to teach on a particular subject all the time, and then they become an expert. And so in that similar fashion, talking through um, what you're learning helps you become an expert in what you're learning too. And so that's reflection is super important. And then getting a coach. I, this has been game changer for me um, in my leadership journey and growing in different skills and even character, the character of leadership too. Coaches um, hold the mirror. They ask you really powerful questions and trained coaches know how to ask you really powerful questions and hold space for you. Um, and coaching is different from mentorship and therapy and discipleship too. So I think it's important to understand what the differences are. But, um, you know, we look at like therapy, therapy is focusing on the past and gaining an understanding of the past and how do you move forward. Coaching is focused on here and now what's present and then setting goals and then moving forward to those goals. So, um, yeah, coaching has been a vital part of my leadership journey. So I would say those three things are, is what's going to help anyone gain those leadership skills and character. I think that's like uh, the third one, the, the coach one. I think that's like very much true. You know, we want to be better leaders, but you know, I think like, you know, you, you need to see people, you need people, you need people who can keep taps on you and who can actually inspire you to do more, You who can actually ask you to do more, who knows like your potential. And I think we need right. people more like that. And, you know, being leadership coaches, you know, I think we need people like that. And I think that was like an amazing point that you just said about how right. to develop a person's leadership. And I want to ask the next question is, uh, is more about, uh, again, about leadership. And I think all my questions today are about leadership because you know, I think we need to develop people like in, in, in a leadership-oriented way. So uh, what, uh, how much do you think like um, character influences leadership? Oh, it's everything. Um, character in leadership is everything. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the iceberg method, but you're familiar with an iceberg, right? You have like it's like in the middle of an ocean. And normally when you're on top of the ocean, you're sailing, you might see like a patch of ice and you think, okay, like I can move past it. This is how the Titanic happened, right? And so like they thought it was just a patch of ice they can move forward. But in reality, there was so much underneath and like there was a whole block of ice underneath and the ship couldn't move forward and then it sunk. And so, um, so I look at leadership like an iceberg method. You see, um, you see so much at the top 
but then it's a there is so much that is rooted at the bottom you don't really see the bottom and so how how i would uh, divide that is the top part are leadership skills but then the bottom is the character of leadership and so um skills would be like active listening and problem solving project management conflict resolution skills are things that we can um easily grow in we can we can take a course or we can ask someone like what are ways to grow in this character on the other hand really comes from a place of uh, of reflection like i said previously of really understanding and digging deep on different things but also spending time with the lord is a huge part in building character um and character would be things like humility and positivity dependability um and then uh, having courage integrity like those are all things that are found in leaders but they're not, there's, it's not like a skill on like, okay, how do I become more humble or how do I become more integrous? I think a lot of that is with spending time with the Lord or, um, or even like gaining perspective on how others have been humble in their journey and what led them there. And character, I would define that with the question of, am I trying to serve someone or am I being self-serving? And so that's where you can't really hide your character. If you're being self-serving, then your humility is not humility. It's more pride, um, but it might look different. But when you're really truly serving someone, that's where character is built. And so um, I think that's also the whole topic of servant leadership, right? And so I'm really taking on the form of a servant. Jesus did that for us. So Wow, yeah. I think hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, especially the last part, Jesus did that because uh, I think we, we we just discussed this, but you know, I'm going to put that up again because you know, I think yeah. the best the best example or the best role model in leadership is Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't think there is any other person who has even come that close to him. Uh, I mean, not right. even a bit close because the humility that he had, the obedience that he had, I mean, not just the one that he spent on earth all before when he was exalted in the highest, the highest places, you know, he humbled himself as a baby and took, right. took it down to be the form of a man right. and lived 33 years on this earth as a human being, as facing, uh, facing all kinds of problems, all, 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 all kinds of, uh, all kinds of oppositions, objections from different people. And right. still, he made it to us. He he died for us on the cross, and then he got resurrected and lived again. And that is something amazing. And that is the reason why we are, we we follow him because not yeah. because he not because he blesses us, not because he gives us everything, because he loves us. And I think that's like the base thing. And that is leadership. That the leadership that he could come down all the way down here to do something different for us. And that you is said that so, so well. It, it was all because of love. And I always point people back to the scripture of love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And that, that verse is leadership. And that's what Jesus displayed throughout his 33 years here on earth is everything was from a place of love. Um, whether if it was healing the sick, raising the dead, um, him casting out de demons and cleansing lepers, and even when he went to the temple, like, and he was angry, but there was like a righteous anger um, when he turned those tables, but it was from a place of love. He loved God, and then he loved the people around him, and that is true leadership, is when you can gain a perspective of God's love for the people around us, 
that serving is natural. Serving comes out of that place of, of love. It's the overflow. Definitely. I mean, Jesus, uh, Jesus did not serve out of like, you know, out of pride or out of anything else. He served out of love. And that I think as, as leaders, that is something that we need to keep in mind because Jesus served, Jesus was humble because of his love. Everything was, I mean, I think the baseline of everything what Jesus did was love. And there was nothing else other than that that influenced him, that influenced, that made him serve anything because of his love for us. John 3, 16 just displays it out in like, you know, one of the best verses in the world. I would say that's like the most quoted verse of the Bible. And, you know, it's just like a simple one on how love is and how humility and love combined together to take to take our sin upon the cross and that is different and i mean i would say like looking at jesus like the best example the character i mean i really love he used to rebuke people when he when he did rebuke people but he also he loved them even his rebukes were out of love even even his criticisms to people were out of love it was not out of hate or it's not out of jealousy or anything so everything was out of love and that's what makes jesus like a different person because we know we can never be like him but we still strive to be with like him and that's that's the amazing most important part i believe and right. yeah, I think that character is like something I always admire. And that's something that I want. I would love to ask people like, I mean, you know, admire Jesus, admire the character that he displayed. You know, you cannot never be like him, but you can try to be like him. And he loves you when you try to be like you. Right. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go in. Probably I might go into preacher mode soon. So, but I <laughs> think go I'll go like for this. forever on this topic. Yeah, but it's, and I love that you bring up the point of trying because we'll never truly arrive to 100% leadership. I mean, I even look at John Maxwell for example, who is an incredible leader. And he has so much um, depth when it comes to the topic of leadership, but even he hasn't arrived and he knows that too. And so um, there's, uh, I think the key is trying is to, is to look at Jesus and try our best and know that he'll redeem whatever he needs to redeem, but there's never perfection on this side of heaven. And so, um, yeah, I, I, oftentimes I think as a generation, we don't make any movement because we're too afraid that we're not perfect in it or people don't see us as perfect, but no, no one does like that. We're, we're imperfect people and we just have to try. And, um, again, just saying yes, and then allowing the Lord to use you. That's the key. So I love that you brought that up. Definitely. So I'm going to go on to the next question again about leadership. And how much do you think uh, women leaders have actually evolved over the years? And how do you think they can do more to raise up more leaders? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. There's so much conversation around this topic too. I think um, women, the role of the women leader has evolved so much. Um, I, I don't think necessarily women leaders have evolved. Like we've seen, uh, we've seen incredible leaders who are women in the Bible, right? You see Esther and Lydia and Ruth and um, even Mary and like who, uh, and Mary Magdalene who gave everything to Jesus. Like that was a form of leadership was showing people the way to serve. And um, you see women leaders all through scripture. And, you know, as we've progressed in society, we see women leaders, but I think the, the role, if we look at corporate, for example, um, 60, 70 years ago, the boardroom or an executive table was filled with men. And it was because in society, even today, we see this too, where women, they're like, men are generally like considered the breadwinners 
women are considered to need to take care of the home and need to take care of the kids. And, um, and so as I think we've been talking about this topic as a society and progressing and making sure we give women more opportunity, it's been interesting to kind of study this and see like, okay, now uh, I feel like now corporations and a lot of businesses are open to having more women come on board, but I've seen more and more women take on well, yes, roles in corporate, but also starting their own businesses and being creative. And uh, because women do want to stay at home for the, I mean, there are a lot of women that want to take care of their kids. They want to, they want to be at home. They want to serve their home. They want to serve their husbands. And so um, it's been interesting to see like, yes, we've progressed as a society. Yes, there's so many opportunities in corporate, but it's been also neat to see how there are a lot of women now starting their own businesses. Like, you know, we see the MLM, like network marketing, there's so many women jumping in on that. Or I see a lot of women becoming virtual assistants or online business managers and taking on other opportunities online. Um, And thankfully, we're in that generation where we can. And business does good for a society. Business does really well for an economy. Instead of just having everyone work under a big corporation, the more and more businesses that come up, the better it does for an economy. So it's really interesting to see how um, we we want more women in businesses, yes, but we also want women who are starting their businesses um, and men too, but we want them to start their own businesses because they're incredibly creative and resourceful. And, um, and it also does really good for an economy. And so all of that being said, we also see women founded businesses like um, I'm very secular ones, Bumble and Spanx who, that are like really big corporations now. Uh, Bumble just went public. It's a dating app, but it started by women. And most of those companies, those two companies, um, there's a lot of women in the organization versus men. So you kind of see it on both ways too. Um, but I will say this is there are a lot of people that are so worried about oh, like, I don't, you know, I don't feel represented because there's not a lot of women here or whatever. But I just want to encourage the women and say that uh, there is not perfection on this side of heaven. We may never see equality in an organization on this side of heaven. So what are you going to do now knowing that? And I don't think we need to put our identity on, am I being represented? But when we put our identity on Jesus and focus on him and what he's given us, the tools and the qualities and the characters and uh, the character and then the opportunities that he's provided for us over our lifetime, that's when we can step out of the boat. Um, I think of Peter when he stepped out of the boat, he didn't have anyone who did that before him. He wasn't thinking, well, no one else stepped out of the boat before, so how can I? And, um, and he may have thought about that, but he did it. He stepped out of the boat, right? And, um, and that's, when, that's when he experienced a level of faith for a second that no one really had before. And so I think those are the trailblazers. Those are the trendsetters. When you say yes and not worry about um, representation, all of these different things. I know I went on and on about this. I can talk about this forever, but yeah, Yeah, I think, yeah, overall there's not perfection on the side of heaven. There has been incredible progression and, um, and we're going to see some really cool things in the future that we probably haven't even predicted. But I really like that it brought up the PETA one because 
I really find that as a really inspiring example of stepping up. Because I mean, we we always want to step up because and I know, but you know, the faith to step up that's more important. I mean, not the resources, right. not the power, not what you have at your disposal, but more than that, I think like the faith overpowers everything. That's what I believe. And um, right. when Peter was about to step out of the boat, I there was like twelve disciples inside the boat itself. Only Peter took the step to step out into the boat and step out into the waters, and that is amazing because. And the the faith that he had actually made him like the only two people who actually walked on water was Jesus and Peter. You don't see anybody right. else walking on water. And the reason why he got gets that title, or you know, maybe we can call like you know the second the two people to walk on water is because of the faith that he had to step out on the boat. And you know, right. and I think the faith to step out always, you know, I mean, sometimes it might backfire, but still, I mean, but still having the faith to move on, you know, not never giving up. And I think that's like one of the biggest leadership goals that people say all the time. And I like heard John Maxwell say this all the time, because never yes. give up, never give up. Because you know, when you're giving up, you're giving up everything. You're not just giving up your passion. You're just giving up. Uh, the, the the will to fight. You're giving up your willpower. You're giving up your strength. You're giving up your mindsets. You're giving up. You know, it's, it's not just your passion you're giving up. It's a lot more that you're giving up. You don't realize it when you're giving up, but after a while, right. when when you have like a, you don't want to feel a regret filled life. Thinking, what ha- what ha- what would happen if I try that? You know, but you can live live a life even if it fails. You know, like, at least I tried. You know, that is like that that in you know, a participation has a lot more than not participating. You know, thinking about right. you know, if I if I thinking about if I had ran the race, I might have gone first. It's better than ha- actually trying and not ending up first. But still, you know, uh, the trial is always worth it, and people don't see that. You know, when you give up, you know, I mean, that's again like one of the most inspiring things about leadership is like never giving up. Right. when you give up it's it's a lot more than that meets the eye it's like you know kind of like the iceberg you, just, you only give up a part but there's like whole thing all the way down that you're giving up and you don't see that right we can't and i look at it this way like jesus was our ultimate leader and he was a world changer and god says we are made in his image and likeness and so um i love that you say like we can't give it up because because we were made in his image and likeness we too are world changers he's given us all ideas or strategies creativity whether you know it or not um when you spend time in his presence those are things that you find out but when you comply or like don't uh move forward in what you feel like god's given you then yeah you're you're not being you're not being the world changer that he's called you to called you to be and Really we we Christians calling. are like one of the most creative people. That's what I believe. Because if God could create yeah. everything in six days, you know, and He yes. created the creation in such beauty, don't you think like His He would give His His people who He made in His own image at least a part of the creativity yeah. and a fraction of the creativity that God had is more than enough for us to make a difference. And most people don't recognize that. That's like you know, wasted talents because. You know, you 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 think like you know, am I creative or not? I think there is a creative person in every person, and regardless yeah. of the, what they do, their gender or their profession or their race or anything, there is always a creativity inside them. And I think you need to explore that rather than you know keep it keep it suppressed. And when you let it out, you know what you can do. And I think that 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 applies in a in a wholesome way to every every person who has been created. Absolutely, that's so good. Absolutely. So um, we are almost out to the last question today, and I want to ask again about leadership. And what are some habits that you would recommend to leaders to become better? Mm-hmm. That's really good. 
Um, I think going back to the first question that you asked me of um, a couple things on how to raise leadership. So some habits would be reflection, like taking time to reflect. Um, We even see journals now, or um, I don't know if you use a planner, but a lot of girls use planners. (laughs) And so I'm going to regret saying this, but I actually (laughs) use a planner. That's amazing. That's amazing. When I say girls use planners, I mean, like there are these like really cute planners that are like very thought out um, and like, I don't, so like they'll have like little places of like how much water are you drinking and then you can plan out your day and then three things to be grateful for and a bible verse I don't know you get what I'm saying these cutesy planners um, but I think there's like some really really key things when it comes to sitting down and writing out what are you grateful for three things that you're grateful for every day and that really sets the tone for the day it um it allows you to operate from a place of gratitude versus a place of um anger or bitterness or sadness or worry or anxiousness when we're grateful for the little things and the big things god can move tremendously and so um yeah reflection is huge another habit i would say is get outside um, get like go outside, get sun. Um, I, I often tell people like raising your serotonin levels is important in leadership because when you're happy, your people are happy. And so getting outside, getting sun is so, so important. That's how you're also positive too. No organization wants negative leaders or negative people. And so um, being mindful of how our body works and, um, and doing things according to that, like getting sun, going outside, being around people um, really, really gets things going. Um, and then also this is uh, something that I would have never said 10 years ago, but I think is so important today is making your bed every morning. (laughs) We often hear people say that. And like, as I've grown in this aspect of leadership and really had a lot of conversations around this and even listening to my leaders and my coaches and, um, and listening to different podcasts, that one action of making your bed every morning. So going back to like the body and hormone levels, it raises that dopamine. It like you do one task, you get that one task done for the day and then you want to just get tasks going and going and you want to you're active and you're productive and it kind of tells your it, it gets your brain happy and so um yeah making your bed is another habit and then serving just serve 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 people and um, asking your asking yourself am I doing this from a place of service or am I doing this from a place of self-serving myself is another really huge a uh, huge thing to ask yourself as you do activity, as you help people, because making sure your heart posture is in the right place is gonna is what takes you to higher places. Um, when you and it's kind of that idea of when you're um, when you when you uh, when you steward what God's given you well, then God gives you more and more opportunity. So yeah, those are those are some habits there. I think that's that's a lot of habits, and you know, yes. I think that's like a lot of stuff. But I think you know, I, I think you know, I, that's a lot of insight as well because you know, I mean, not just about the habits, but everything that you just said, you know, it makes a lot more sense as a leader, as people who want to evolve more. And I think like leadership is more like you know, uh, one of the famous quotes like leadership is not position, but it is action. And yes. exactly, you need to make an action. It's it's not about giving you your position as a team leader or a team manager. 
it is it's not just a position it's more where you you know it's more it's more than responsibility i would say it's more action oriented than responsibility because it's it's more an active one rather than i think that's one of the most leadership is one position that a lot of people have taken lightly along all these years and in especially yeah. in recent time people take it as for granted people think leadership is not a big deal but the importance of leadership is more at an all time high than ever because we need more leaders we need to raise up more leaders who can do better who can think better who can you know who can speak better who can write better and we need them in all all, all areas um, more than we see and you know making the better leaders is actually you know when the leader gets better the team gets better and that is actually something most people actually leave it out and you know and i think more than uh, one thing that we need to have is like you know leader development like we have personality development we have professional development but i believe we need leader development as well i think i believe that is going to be a big trend that is going to come up soon because developing leaders is going to be at an all time high from now on and you know and i just like amazing thank you for all your insights um that you just shared apart over the last 20 minutes and it's, it's, it's amazing it's just like a lot of stuff uh, thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me this is a lot of fun right all right guys that was christine grace thomas uh, talking all about leadership and all about her insights all about her habits and everything so make sure you guys listen to this and if you want make sure you guys you know try to bookmark this somewhere because you guys would find this helpful at time to time so make sure you guys listen to this over and again make sure you guys share it if you have friends who are leaders and if you have friends who are actually like in the position of leadership or who are about to go into the position of leadership or you, you believe has the potential to be a good leader do send it to them i think they are going to love this and once again christine thank you so much for here you know it's amazing and to all of our listeners thank you so much for listening it's been a pleasure to have christine over here and have have you guys listen to this podcast make sure you guys stay tuned for our next podcast thank you so much and the time is now thank you for listening to our show take care bye bye thank you for listening to bellwether's podcast if you loved this episode do not forget to share and subscribe Also we would really appreciate if you could leave a review. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.